Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Chair Conversation Podcast. This is the open, honest, authentic space for us to have dialogue together on life through the lens of faith. It's a space to listen, to grow, to be encouraged, and maybe even challenged as we navigate life together. I'm Pastor Jessica Morris, and I'm excited to welcome you to today's conversation. We are so blessed to get to hear from Ruth Abigail Smith today. I'm not sure how we got her to say yes to being on Green Chair Conversations, but she did, and we are crazy thankful to have her. Ruth Abigail is the executive director and co-founder of Angel Street, a ministry that develops young women through musical training in areas with limited access to the arts. In this episode, Ruth Abigail, or as you'll hear me call her, R.A., talks honestly and openly about investing in the next generation, as well as how we can navigate the civil unrest we're experiencing. R.A. sheds a candid and practical light on how we can strive for unity in the midst of the division we're facing. So let's get to it and meet R.A. in the green chair. Ruth Abigail. Hey. You said yes. Oh, and I don't know why. You seriously said yes <laughs> to the green chair. I did. And I that did. makes me so happy. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So this makes you now the second female okay. in the green chair. Great. So congratulations. Thank you. I don't Thank know you. why I'm congratulating on the females to I get think in the it's chair. Fair. But I'm, I think I'm well honored. done. <laughs> um, okay, so I'd love for you to kind of jump in and tell us a little bit about who you are. You're not born and raised Memphis. Nope. So tell us a little bit about that, kind of what you do uh, for, for your job, Angel Street, all the, all the good stuff. All of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not in, uh, born and raised in Memphis. I got mm-hmm. here in 2010. Okay. Um, and I'm from Houston, Texas. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, I moved down here a few months after my family moved okay. um, and uh, took a job. I moved down here because I felt like I was being called to ministry, being called mm. to, to youth outreach ministry in particular. Um, and I knew I'd already made a decision. I didn't want to stay in Houston. I just mm-hmm. didn't know how long it was going to be till I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved down here, started working with streets, mm. um, and did some um, uh, programming, edu- uh, education um, program for middle and high school students, and then just kind of took it from there. So God yeah. just started to open up doors, and yeah. I just walked through the ones I felt like I was I was That's called neat. to. Um, so yeah. So you did streets, and then you got into soul, yeah, right? Yeah. So I um, had an opportunity to do uh, Soul for the City, which is an organization that does funding and training for youth workers. And so okay. I did a lot of. Um, I was able to get to pour into like young youth leaders, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool, yeah. um, and get yeah. to know the city a little bit better because we kind of did every we did things in all different parts of Memphis. Yeah. Um, and so that was great. So I did that for about four years, mm-hmm. um, and oddly enough. In that season, like yeah. in the season of Streets and um, Soul, I um, helped to kind of start off Angel Street along with Joe okay. Dyson um, and, uh, and Mary Jo Green. Mm-hmm. I moved into uh, the full-time role yeah. with them as the executive director in January. Okay. Um, and so, and, and Jill is um, just kind of doing, doing a little bit of a different role, but still very, very much involved mm-hmm. um, uh, with Angel Street. So... 
we're rolling. And, um, and so that's what, that's what we've been doing. So it's been, it's been an incredible journey. So for those people who don't know, um, what, what exactly is Angel Street? Like what, do y'all have like a mission statement or kind of yeah. what you do? Tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, so we are um, an organization that does mentoring and musical training for young ladies okay. um, in neighborhoods that have limited artistic opportunities. Okay. Um, okay. And so um, we seek to help them to understand their value discover their purpose, and then become creative leaders in our city. Nice, yeah. nice. That's really exciting. You guys are doing a really good work, too. I, wow. I really love what you're... We love doing it. Yeah, yeah. and those girls are awesome. They we, really are. We have them come here at Hope quite a bit. Yeah, we do. Fun. Yeah, 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 that's been yeah. really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted for our conversation is that I love that you're essentially, you're, you're pouring into this next generation. I love that. <laughs> like, I really do. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we can, we're going to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. But another layer of that is the civil unrest that's been happening. Yeah. You and I did a stirring talk together. We did. So this is like round two of you saying yes to me. I don't know. I got to stop know. doing that. Yeah. But part of part of this conversation, um, I do want to lean into that a little bit as we kind of have, have this. But for, for you personally, I mean, has there been a moment in your life, a story in your life, where you really just became aware of your race? I mean, I know that's which one, right? <laughs> but tell me, tell yeah. me, like one, uh, one that stands out, or maybe an early one, early childhood. Yeah. One. So actually, it was funny. I was thinking about this actually this morning. Okay. <clears throat> and um, fourth grade. Okay. Um, I uh, I grew up in a um, in a school, went to school mm. K through twelve, where I was the only uh, African American in my class, mm. um, really up until high school. Mm. And so it was just me. And um, so in the fourth grade, and we were reading a book, and we were reading a book about slavery. And I remember, you know, that moment yeah. where like all eyes were on me, right? Because you have this book and it's about slaves. And of course, everybody else in the room is white. I'm the only one that looks like the people on the book. Wow. And just having that moment, like actually I can see it in my mind. I can mm. see where I was sitting and kind of feeling that kind mm. of like, oh gosh, like this is this is weird. Yeah. And you know, you're in fourth grade. I didn't really know how to process it. Mm -hmm. But that, I remember that. And I would think, I would say, at least in the school setting, mm. like, that's where it it was it was a clear like hey I'm I'm definitely different yeah and also I don't really know how to feel about that difference yeah. in this moment yeah. you yeah. know like it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's scary and yeah. I'd rather not be here right yeah um so yeah. so yeah I would say that was the first real recollection mm -hmm. I think I had as a kid mm -hmm. in that regard mm -hmm. yeah. what about um you told me a story about your Piano teacher? Yeah. Is that right? Is that the right instrument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's the only instrument. <laughs> okay. I, I play no other instrument. I got, I got um, nervous on that one. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so growing up in that context, I didn't have any black teachers mm -hmm. um, in the school setting. And um, so I felt, I, I didn't, I, wouldn't, I couldn't have told you like I was missing that, you mm. know, um, but I didn't have that. And so I had taken piano lessons from the age of six. And um, I had always had white teachers. Great teachers. Yeah. They're always white. Yeah. Um, and I had taken a little bit of a break. I had decided to take a break from piano to, to play sports because, you know, it's cooler. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the place where sports wasn't for me anymore. I wasn't as good. And, um, and I said, I want to jump back into music. Uh, but I decided, like, I really didn't want to do the same type of music I had been doing. I wanted to do something different. Um, and so my mom kind of asked around, and she actually asked uh, the music director at the church I grew up mm -hmm. in um, to um, uh, introduce, uh, uh, recommend yeah. a teacher. Um, and he did. And hmm. it was an um, African-American woman who, and this was important to me because, quite frankly, one of the, one of the things yeah. that was um, hard for me hmm. was 
I didn't, I had been taught classical music, you know, that's just the way, that's what you teach. Um, um, and so I didn't know any other black people that played classical music. The only thing I had seen black people play were like gospel and jazz, right? Mm. Um, and I saw it mostly at church. And, um, and white people didn't play. Like I just, and I was like, yo, I, I, I want to, I'm tired of doing the classical. Like I'd like to learn some of that too, right? Yeah. But none of the teachers that I had really did that and really mm. I thought did that well. So that was part of the reason why I wanted to step away from it. And so when I went back into it, I told my mom, I said, I want, okay, I want to do piano, but I do not want to go back to the way I was doing it. Mm. So that's kind of the message she gave the, um, mm. the music director. And he was like, I got the perfect person for you. And he was absolutely right. Oh. Um, and so her name was uh, Stephanie Scott. Mm -hmm. um, and she uh, was actually like a musical prodigy. She went to <laughs> North Texas at oh, like wow. 16 and um, was, she did classical music and she did gospel. And, and, and I had never met anybody wow. that could do both. Wow. And just like opened my eyes. I never met a black person that could do both. Let me say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and I just didn't know. Wow. And she like poured so much into me. Mm. I was supposed to be at her house for about an hour every week. I ended up being there for like three, oh, wow. um, like all the time, you know, and it was just, a, it was incredibly impactful. And so that, that was huge for me. And so when I think about Angel Street and I think about what we do, yes. that is yeah. a huge part of it is um, exposing young ladies that look like me yeah. to possibilities that people like that look like us can do that you yeah. may not have seen that may not have seen and just have an example right mm. that you can really connect to that's just huge it's so important yeah and I like and that's exactly where I was getting ready to go <laughs> yeah. you got you went there but um just part of that kind of leaning into and like changing in a sense mm -hmm. your direction with the angel street and like kind of giving you that passion in a sense yeah. as well um, but also, I like that you say, you were talking to me about how with Angel Street, it's like you're lifting up a community. Uh -huh. You don't use the word empower. Uh -huh. Or you try. You try not to. <laughs> but you, you educated me on this. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, would you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, when, I, when I was you know, being taught by my teacher, she opened my eyes to a possibility that I didn't see people like me doing, right? Mm. Um, playing uh, classical and gospel music in my case. Like that was huge for me just to see another black woman doing something that I hadn't yet seen. Yeah. And so I think with Angel Street, we have an incredible opportunity to do that, right? Yes. With with uh, With the young ladies is to really expose and show the possibility mm. of, 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 of what, you know, what, what's, what's, um, what they're able to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's it's really limitless, right? Yeah, um, and yeah. and so I think seeing other people that look like you for me was mm. huge in that. Yeah. And so being able to then um, step into that role yeah. uh, with young people uh, is huge. Yeah. And so I'm I'm really really grateful to do that. Yeah, essentially yeah. doing what your teacher did to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly. really that's yeah. really neat. And now lifting up. Yeah. You say that you lift. It's like called. I think you said it was like lifting up a community. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. So it's a. It, this is an idea I've thought about a lot, probably mm -hmm. in the last year or so. And just um, our role, you know, as an organization with Angel Street, but also just, you know, those of us that kind of work in the nonprofit community, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of asking myself personally. Um, what are we doing, right, yeah. um, for the places and in the places, really, that we exist, right? So yeah. we focus, um, and even our mission statement, mm -hmm. right, it's about the girls. It's about individuals. We want to pour into them. We want to mentor, mm -hmm. train, expose, do these things with individuals. Yeah. Um, but in so many of our communities, um, the reality is we sit in communities. In Angel Street's um, uh, case, we sit in the Bigfoot community. 
that has a lot of different you yeah. know challenges. Yeah. Um, and um, it has been disinvested in. Mm has been ignored in a lot of ways mm. by the city, you mm. know, um, and it's, mm. it's a real thing. And so therefore families and, uh, you know, kind of uh, meet different struggles that we don't necessarily um, do in our, you know, address in our programming, but as an organization, mm. what can we do to not empower because yeah. we don't have power to give, yeah. but more so to lift up yeah. um, um, the power that exists in the community. Right, that's already there. That yeah. was there before us or anyone else arrived. You know, we're lifting up. We want to. We want to build. A, you know, a platform together to let people know there's power here, mm. um, and 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 there's beauty here. Mm. And so we see that as a role that we can play as an organization. Yeah. And so that's huge for me. I, I really, I have a personal passion for um, seeing people get free. Mm. You know, yeah. um, and kind of loving and, and at times leading people into that. And, yeah. I, and I think that that is part of it, you know, yeah. is recognizing that, that the power you have is not from people, but it is from yeah. God. And if you know that, then nobody can take your power away. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's yeah. good. So um, ready to pivot? Sure. <laughs> Let's pivot. Yeah. Uh, so this has been a heavy couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. particularly with recently since this was recorded is Jacob Blake and uh, Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. Right, the first African American superhero. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And his, I mean, I've been crying my eyes out mm. watching his videos, mm. and I mean, just going back through all these things that he did. And Tommy works at St. Jude, and yeah. Yeah. Um, he was over there, and he had cancer, and nobody knew it. Anyway, it's super powerful the way he. Uh, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I, I know it's been a heavy couple of weeks. It's been a heavy months, years. It's been a lot, right? It's and I want to lean yeah. into this as much as you are personally comfortable yeah. leaning into it. Um, really, uh, words of advice or really wisdom to share with, like, how do we do this together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what what encouragement or what advice or what challenges or critiques, anything, really, would you give me as, as a white woman? Uh -huh. But also, what would you give, like, I, I'm hearing from my African-American friends, like, it's discouraged. Like, they're discouraged. They're despairing. Like, it's it's heavy and it's hard. So you kind of have these both ands. And I, I know yeah. it's a lot of... Just give us all your wisdom. But here's here's yeah. here's why I ask you this question, and this is what you and I talked pretty honestly about, yeah. is you know, you're on I'm on social media and I'm seeing lots of contradictory things, yeah. right? I'm seeing I'm I'm listening, I'm listening to um, my African American brothers and sisters say, do this, don't do this, do this. And I'm trying to learn. Yeah. I wanna learn. Genuinely I wanna learn yeah. and I wanna grow. And so I, I kind of want to hear that from you. I mean, you're a real person. You're a friend of mine, right? Yeah. I want to hear, and I know all these people know and respect you as mm -hmm. well. So, um, what what would you have? What would your encouragement be? No big, no big question, oh, right? Man. <laughs> you gotta, um, you love when I do that. I'm to you. telling you, this is my favorite. Um, I think, I think one of the simplest things I would just say first off yeah. is do exactly what you're doing right. Talk mm -hmm. to a real person. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, yes. Be because we do um, are putting all this stuff on social media. Mm. And I think a lot of it is really healthy, right? Mm -hmm. these, are, these are some things that um, probably you should do or questions to ask or ways yeah. to educate yourself and yes. things to think about. Like that's good stuff. Like I, and and I, I think it's, it's healthy for everyone to kind of work through that. But it's not... Number one, it's not the answer for everyone, and I think one of the things um, in the in the black community that um, we know better than I think other people yes, outside the yes, community yes. is that we don't we are not of the same mind. Yes, we yes. are we don't. 
think or mm -hmm. act or vote mm -hmm. in a monolithic fashion. Hmm. Um, and so, but because, um, let's see, um, try to put this the best way I can. You're, you're doing great, yeah. So I think a privilege that um, that white people have yes. is to operate in, on in, uh, from an individual standpoint. Yes. Um, and that's a privilege. Yes. Because when Absolutely. you, when you, you know, you can't, you, oppressing one person doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. You have to oppress groups of people. Yeah. And, and one of the best ways to do that is then to define a group from, by, by, right. Mm -hmm. And in one way, mm -hmm. right. And then you use that kind of language and, um, reality mm. to then, um, decide what, what, what is best for a group or how mm. to think about a group or what. And so I think um, for African-Americans and for other groups of minorities in America, we do that, right? And we, it, I think we have to be, we have to come to the understanding that's not the case. So when we do see things out there mm -hmm. that are like, hey, you know, white people do this for black people. Mm -hmm. um, yes. We, I think sometimes we have to take that with a grain of salt because yeah. Yeah. some black people process things differently yes. than others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for, for some, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. like some, it's like, I don't want to talk. Yes. Like, I am tired yes. of talking. Yes. And for others are energized by it, right? Like, yeah. and I, like, and I, I'll use myself as an example. I'm more so at this season of my life. This hasn't yeah. always been the case. I'm more energized. I can, I, I have the energy yeah. to have these types of conversations. I think it's the grace that God has given me, and so um, I'm, I'm willing to do it. Mm. I have a lot of black friends that really are just not interested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, but but if people don't know that on a personal basis, yeah. right? We'll take this information mm. that we're seeing um, mm. from a very uh, you know broad view, and we'll apply it to everybody, yeah. and we'll get it wrong. Yeah. Um, and so I think talking to a real person, um, yeah. developing real relationships, yeah. and not just around race. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. as a yeah. person. Yeah. And race should be a part of that. If it's yeah. not, then I think that's another conversation. But. <laughs> yeah. um, but it doesn't have to just be that, you know? Yeah. I, did that Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think it's interesting, too, of just, like, uh, the real person thing is huge and that knowing. Like, I think I remember when you and I were talking about this, and I'm like, now I'm, are you too just shot to have yeah. this conversation? Like, emotionally, are you just done? Like, mm -hmm. can, you, can you have this conversation with me? Right. In front of a camera, sure. No, no. But um, but I think it's being able to have a relationship enough to say that I could say that to right. you, and you could say, yeah, you know, you could say I can't do this right now. Like right. I checked out. I can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important is building those those relationships. And right. you know, it was interesting. I was thinking of um, when we were talking about how uh, the first time you became aware of your race. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I couldn't help but think in my oh. mind, when's the first time yeah. I became aware of my race? Mm -hmm. And I was like college mm. <laughs> right and that right. says something yeah right? right and so um i think i think it was maybe college and i can kind of remember an instance but i just think i think that that's interesting as we're we're having this dialogue of you know i i, I think we do we want to make okay so tell me how to have this conversation with all black people right you know but they're they're different everybody's right. different right? right and so and, and it's and it's easier to take that approach yeah. It's easier to, to kind of have a cookie cutter view yeah. of a conversation than yeah. to do the work of really getting to know a person. Yeah. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, we all would go for the easier. I, yeah, I, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like all of us were like, okay, that's great. Give me a formula. I'll follow it. Yeah. But people aren't formulas mm -mm. and you can't do that. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, you know, when people genuinely want to, um, to kind of 
play their part in making change in the world, it, yeah. it shouldn't be easy. It's yeah. not a formula. Yeah. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard and yeah. uncomfortable. How, how are you pushing through all this heaviness? I mean, that's another layer, too, is like, um, what about to the people that are really struggling right now? I think I was saying to somebody else or, you know, earlier, like, I think one of the most healthy things we can do is feel how you feel mm. and don't feel bad about feeling that way. Yeah. Like, I think, you know. That's really good. Don't allow the pressure. Yeah. To make you feel like I have to figure this out now, you yeah. you really don't. Yeah. Um. And and so I think for me, um, I'm I'm grateful to have kind of developed that philosophy on and mm -hmm. in, in life in general. Like, and it hasn't always been that way. Most of my life, I felt like I have to feel obligated to be yeah. a thing in a moment. But um, no, like I'm gonna feel this way. Yeah. And I'm gonna feel it until I don't. Yeah. And then I'll figure out what to do. Yeah. Right. Like, but give yeah. yourself time to feel um, and and express. Mm -hmm. Right. And so not people, push through, not, not cover it right, up. Just right, kind of exactly. allow it to just to let it be, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and process with people you trust. Yes. And doesn't have to. And I think for for, you know, I know um, we talk about it. I talk about it with a lot of my friends, like some things, some things I don't want to talk about with white people. Yeah. No, I don't. You that's know, fair. Some, some things yeah. I don't, and some things are more healthy to talk about with people that are like you. Yes, and so, and yes. you know, I think especially those of us that have um, that have diverse groups of friends, mm. it, it can it can feel like you know pressure. Yeah, to yeah. to have to include yeah. white people in a lot of conversations, mm -hmm. and you don't. Yeah, and you don't have to feel bad about that. Yeah. process it the way you need to process it. You mm -hmm. know, and um, and I think I think you know those that are friends with black um, white people that are friends with black people, mm -hmm. help, hopefully are able to give that kind of leeway. Yeah, and not not feel excluded. Yeah, right. Um, Space. Yeah, just just like hey, yeah. sometimes this is just you have to do this, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so application, right? Yeah. So what would you encourage? Like, I love that you, number one, have all these layers, and I just want to, like, keep going. <laughs> in, and I know you're like, get out of my get out of my business. Um, but I do want to hear a little bit about, like, okay, so what about for those people who are, like, you're investing in the next generation. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a really cool layer. Um, what about for people who are uh, investing in uh, diverse friendships, relationships? Like, what kind of advice would you give them as we're kind of navigating this? I mean, there's a lot of division right now, yeah, right? Sure. And I want to strive for unity, mm -hmm. right? Like, how can we how can we do that? But what kind of what kind of advice and encouragement would you would you give people? <laughs> I wonder, do you ask everybody these these this? this I always questions? ask an application Man. question, but I I'm no. sorry, I'm 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 pressing you a little bit. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm just joking. Um, I mean, I love starting with the talk to real people thing. I think that's yeah. key, and I would like, I, I, I want to say that over and over yeah. and over and over again because I think a lot of the stuff we're getting is from social media. Yeah. Um, and I think even like limiting our, our like yeah. you and I had talked about that in the stirring right. conversation is like, we got to have boundaries on, on yeah. that too, yeah. right? But talking to real people is key, yeah. like over and over and over again. Yeah, and, right. I'll, and I'll just add to that, that, talking to real people about real things. Ooh, that's good, that's <laughs> you know, good, yeah. Um, I think it's healthy, you, you know, we can't, time, it's time out for sugarcoating um, yeah. and for trying to paint a picture mm. that looks better than it is. Um, and it really doesn't, uh, whether somebody understands it or believes it or agrees with it is just not the point. Mm. But talk about what's real to you. Yeah. And allow people to talk about what's real to them, mm. right? On both sides, that's the only way we're going to have unity. And I and I I think, you know, to your point, striving for unity, that's the only way we get there, mm. right? Um is by talking to real people, 
about real things. Mm -hmm. And what's real to you mm -hmm. may not be real to me, hmm. but it doesn't discount it as what's true. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. negate the reality of it because I don't understand it yeah. um, or because I may not agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's one thing I would say. I think yeah. um, we talked about education, yeah. which is kind of cool, like locally. Yeah. You really honed in on that, which I thought was real interesting. Yeah. So I, I think as far as just applying some of this stuff, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I think applying it to home. I think that's so important. Yeah. When I say home, I don't mean like your family home. I mean like the city you live in. Yeah. Because, you know, I think about the where we are right now, right? Yeah. The election and this all, you know, just we're, we're hearing about the, the presidential election, presidential yeah. election. And this, yeah. is, this is like every year, right? Yeah. It's every yeah. four years. I mean, yeah. Um, where the presidential election gets all the attention. And especially in moments like this where it's so tense. Yes. Um, and it's really interesting to see all the energy around that. Hmm. But then, you know, um, like we just we just had an election here locally last year that yeah. very few people participated in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that just being educated on the fact that number one, like when you're the your your voice is best heard in the city you're in. Yeah. Go out and vote for the national election. I think that's inc I think it yeah. ha we have we yeah. should do that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But if you're only if that's the only election you're voting in, hmm. I think the reality is the voice that you have and that you want is squashed. If you really want your voice to be heard in a real way, get to know what's going on in your city hmm. um, and get involved in that. And I think that's like I think it's vital. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I I would encourage people to get educated on what's going on mm -hmm. uh, here in Memphis. Yeah. And yeah. and also like don't trust the news to tell you that. Yeah. Because. The news has a spin and a story, and yeah. we all know that that's real. Yeah, yeah. Go out, really understand what's going on. Um, get, with real people. With real people. Yeah. Get closer to the yeah. ground, get involved, hear stories, um, and talk to people that you don't have anything in common with, mm. right? Um, and and so I think I think doing that and focusing in locally again, getting educated on those things. Who yeah. who's your city council member? Yeah. Who's your commissioner? Yes. What you know, um, what what are the issues that are affecting your community, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, all, all of those things. When are local elections? Do you even know when that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And and paying attention to that. Yeah. I, I think I think it's important. As as well as statewide stuff. Like yeah. and people don't you know, I know a lot of my uh, politics, politics. Politics doesn't have to be any uh, politics, in my opinion, is really just getting involved in what you're doing, getting involved mm -hmm. in the life of your city. That's it. Doesn't have yeah. to be anything. Doesn't have you to know. be this big division. That no, it doesn't. Get get involved yeah. in the life of your city and, and let your voice be heard. You yeah. know, um, whether it's in a voting box, whether it's at a rally, whether it's you know at a protest, whether whatever it is, get out there and get involved. Yeah, and you talk about the heart change piece too, which yeah. is interesting. I mean, what that's a, that's another good little application. Yeah, application piece. Yeah, I think. Um, it, yeah. So before any of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, it's important to I think, you know what what's what's on what's in the on, on the inside is going to eventually yeah. come on the outside, and so if you're not um, if you're not working internally, right, mm -hmm. on on how you are. How you're growing spiritually, how you're growing relationally, how you're growing emotionally and mentally, all those things. I think mm -hmm. um, that's the first step, right? And in this particular context, again, talking to people, allowing God to work on your heart and how you view other people, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Like, how do you even view other people? Yeah. Um, and then how does that dictate how you move in the world? Mm. Um, and so really taking a good look at yourself in that mm -hmm. way. 
mm-hmm. um, and and build relationships, um, and then and then start there, right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to know kind of what stage you're at. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I also think it's important to know that no matter where you are, there's always another step to go. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, doing the internal work is so important. But yes. like, don't stop there because. Yeah. See if I can say this in a, in a way that makes <laughs> sense. Um, at the end of the day, your heart change doesn't change anything. Mm. Your hands do, yeah. right? Yeah. Your hands and feet change stuff. Your actions change stuff. Your heart changes you. Mm. And that's beautiful for you. But mm. if you want a world to be different, you've wow. got to do some things. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You're going to start <laughs> preaching. I, nope. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I like that. Ruth yeah. Abigail, thank you so much for being here. It wasn't too yeah. bad, right? It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Oh, no. th- but it went awesome. <laughs> that's what you're it was mean? amazing. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being Absolutely. here. We so appreciate you Thanks being for here. Having me. And that is a wrap for our Green Chair conversation with Ruth Abigail Smith. Thank you so much for being connected with us today. Don't forget, you can share today's conversation with a friend or even post on your social media platforms if you're interested in connecting further or getting additional resources to take this conversation beyond the chair. You can email me at greenchair at hopechurchmemphis.com. Love you guys. See you next week.